This is just a taste of what is to come over the next two hours. Everybody, welcome to get this around the nation on Triple M. Who's here today? It's Tony Martin, almost there. We've got Ed Cavalier, who's uh, still riding what he's about to say. <laughs> Down in front of him, it's going to be gone. And of course, pushing buttons, Richard Martin, the master of the line. And with this precision timing, we will be guaranteed plenty of laughs. Oh, true. Big raps from Russell. Yeah, you can take from Russell. He speaks the truth. What is that actually from? Uh, I have no idea, actually. It's <laughs> just a cold one. Some plugging Kevin Bloody Wilson. What's happening? Maybe you used Russell plugging uh, some, some of the testimony from one of his new Bravo mates. Oh, okay. He hangs with the Bravoes, doesn't he? He's got a good bunch. We'll get to them. How are you guys today? Pretty good. Good, didn't you, Jumper Rich? Uh, this is uh, the same jumper I've been wearing for the past six weeks, so I can appreciate the mark the sun. We have to get it onto the website. <laughs> Look, I'm almost back to normal, but I did have to go back to the doctor on the weekend. Uh-huh. I got back to the same weekend doctor I was talking about yeah, yeah. all week on the show. He likes a, he likes a gag. Thankfully, he doesn't listen to Triple M. Uh, yeah, this is the bloke who I went to last week mm-hmm. told me a Jewish joke. After asking me first if I was Jewish, okay, and it was a, it was one that suggested that perhaps uh, Jewish people are fairly keen on money. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's new territory now. But I, I uh, since then, yeah, a lot of people have been asking me what was the actual version of that joke. Well, see, I probably if I told it on here, some people would be offended. If, if Henny Youngman, okay, or Shecky Green, is Shecky Green coming in today, or Jackie Mason were to tell the joke, any of these people coming in? Today? Nobody's coming in. No sign of uh, Jackie Mason and his prune Danish. <laughs> On the lineup today, right, but could you substitute something, something blank, blank, something, something blank? <laughs> the final uh, sentence of the joke was Volvo for sale. Okay, work backwards from that, people. <laughs> work backwards from that. A snow leopard had killed someone earlier on. It begins with someone being killed by a snow leopard and ends with a Volvo for sale. Uh-huh. But what I didn't say, what I didn't tell you is, because he's going to like be giving me antibiotics, mm. and a lot you of need this man. Yeah, I need this guy. Mm-hmm. So he then looked at me. As if, well, where's your joke? And I'm going to the antibiotics. <laughs> yeah. Talking to them. Oh, we only go to people who tell jokes, <laughs> don't we? And I don't know any jokes. Like a lot of people work in comedy, I don't know any jokes. Yeah. Do you know jokes? Like where, where there's a setup with an Irishman and an English, some contrived scenario that I, I can make stuff that happens in real life. Yeah. See, things that happen in real life are far funnier than anything in a joke. Give you an example. <laughs> an actual person being killed by a snow leopard is hilarious. Okay, so what joke did you tell? Well, I didn't, well, I'll just give you an example of how, okay, to me, real life is funnier than a joke. This friend of mine, Darren Casey, he's in comedy. Mm-hmm. He tells the story of when he had to go and see the uh, sex education film when he was a kid back oh, in the 70s. Yeah. We had to go along to the school film night. Yeah. He goes along with his dad and his and his uh, older brother. Mm-hmm. So the older brother gets sent in to see the sex film. Mm. Darren and his uh, dad sit in the ute for half an hour while the film is shown. <laughs> Nobody says a word. Out comes the older brother, gets in the car. Mm. Darren's dad says to him, did you get the gist of that? <laughs> and then the son goes, yep. And as he started the engine, Darren dad, Darren's dad goes, we'll give your brother the mail. Oh, <laughs> You can't write jokes funnier than real-life dialogue like that, right? And, but they're not very good for telling people, like no, in the doctor's right. scenario. No, so at the time, what I've done, the, doc- the doctor's looking at me for something racist, clearly. Yeah. And I've gone, well, what can I, well I'm, my grandparents are Scottish. So I just told him the sketch on Not the Nine O'Clock News where there's a young couple uh, in a photo booth having the four photos taken. <laughs> And then they step out, and there's a bloke with a kilt holding the uh, curtain going, Can we have the bride's parents, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured that's the sort of stuff he's changing. Yeah. And, you know, my grandparents are Scottish. That'll all be fine. Hey, go down. Never. Eh, went okay. Not really portable enough, though. <laughs> Requires a visual setup. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I figured I'll never see that guy again. Have to go back this week. There he is. I haven't even sat down in the chair this week. Like, my ass has not touched the seat. And he's come out with, you're not Tasmanian, are you? Oh, okay. And I'm going, oh, no, I really need this prescription. I'm going to have to have something here. So he's telling me a joke involved. Okay. Well, it was, uh, it was involved somebody sleeping with a relative of theirs and the fact that somebody had two heads. Oh, did they know that it was their relative up front? Oh, I, I don't know. The two heads might have been a giveaway. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. no, we didn't even have that cliche in New Zealand. I didn't even hear it until I came here. Yeah, it's for about So, And I'm really, really sick. So he gets the end of the joke, and it's my turn. He looks over at me, and I just come out with, um, 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 my brother's Tasmanian. 
Because he is. I've got a brother-in-law in Tasmania, and he's just looking at me right, right, like somebody who's given him some really bad news. And the phone rang. Thankfully, the phone rang just in time. When he gets off the phone, he's forgotten that I haven't come up with a joke. A bit more talk, a bit more medical gear. Then as we're getting up, he's got, oh, I haven't told you about the uh, the Randy Irish priest. There we go. <laughs> so then we to my one o'clock. Then we've got Randy Irish priest with you, and I'm going, I don't know any folks. What happened in that? Uh, oh, the priest who was involved. It, actually, it made the Randy Irish priest look really stingy. I, I thought it was, I'm sure it was meant to be a Scottish priest by the time so it got to the end of it. How did you know it was Randy? Um, because he was sleeping with his parishioners oh, in an earlier part of the job. <laughs> so he gets to the end of that, and I'm going, I've got nothing on Randy Irish Priest. And then I remembered that hilarious thing we were talking about on the show about how they tried to frame uh, Mugabe's uh, archbishop by printing those oh, yes. the nine shots of him in the nude yeah. with a woman, mm. and he's only nude in seven of them, mm. and then the other one, it's clearly somebody else. Technology. It's somebody else. It's yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. think it's a black man. Yeah, exactly. so I'm telling you about that, and, and it's hilarious. He's like, yeah, 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 but... Where's the, the funny bit? Where's the funny so I'm going, no, that's just that. It was in the paper. Then you don't find that funny. Look at that picture. That's clearly not him. But there was no, there was nothing you could tell someone at a party. No. That's not going to play at a conference. So I don't know. I don't even know if I should have these tablets. What do you think? Well, they Do you think they're authentic tablets? Are, are you asking people to call in with their best racist jokes so Cecilia has to listen to them? Is that where this is going? Well, then maybe if I go to the doctor this week, I'll have some material. Yeah, now listen, maybe you're giving me the top shelf medication. I, I, I think it was Rodney Rude that said, um, <laughs> You've got nothing! And that's far too many fingers for break one, Nicky Hamilton. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, actual humour on Get This. Bring it on back here at Get This on Triple M. And Ed, I don't believe it. Is it time for sports? Time for sports report, Tony. Explaining to me why that sound effect was called Temple Block Riot. 
can you can you elaborate? Like we'd need him to come in here and, and give us the full theory. Because have you got that sound effect there? <laughs> it's a temple block, mm. and it's a rise of temple block sound effect. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. You could have got that from the name. I, I don't need to listen to Daryl for five minutes. He certainly knows all the technical specifications of Temple Block, right? Not your dad. He knows his sound effects. Mm. What about this bloke here? Smithy Douglas. Yeah. Things that have been yelled at you from moving cars. Oh, yeah, Smithy. During pre-season football training earlier this year, a group of us were running down the footpath, a car full of... Oh, and there's a racial epithet. <laughs> slowed down and yelled out, Hey, it's the fattest loser! Which was obviously meant to be some reference to the biggest loser, but it makes no sense because we were all fit young blokes. Mm. The funniest thing is that without blinking, one of my mates from footy yelled back, Hey, if you're here, who's watching the year old show? Memories. 
Oh, that's a great bargain. Oh, man, I'd get one of them. That's fantastic. I'd probably buy more than those than I needed. I hope it isn't that brain snapping, but anyway, you're back. We get this on Triple M. I'll never forget this podcast. Oh, where did you obtain one of those if you were looking for one? Me? Yes. Okay, I go to iTunes. Yes. I go to triplem.com.au. Don't follow the appropriate links. If I would, then what number of podcasts would I get, Tone? 106 goes, oh, it's already been up all weekend. And what would I hope to hear? The longest beep ever recorded on New Zealand Police 107. I think I remember that. A bit of Warwick Capital, Lavinia Nixon, Sydney, Glenn Robbins, Smoking Dogs, Lord Darth Vader, Mayor of... Darwin. Yeah. I can't remember a lot of this condom news. That was fairly offensive. Mm-hmm. Before, of it's all part of the fun of Podcast 106. Now, let's have some music and what... Oh, it's just that powder finger I don't remember. Mm-hmm. There's nothing much we can do with that. Let's just go straight to it. <laughs> well, because we have to get to it. My attitude is that this is a song which has been written from the heart. Um, uh, people don't like this. Well, uh, fair enough. Here it is. <laughs>
All right, then, what are you found then? What's the mistake of the iPhone? Well, no, this is in the Melbourne EG. Uh, the editor, Lisa or Liza Power, was claiming on Friday that uh, Michael Moore's new film, Sicko, she says it's uh, been as his work, this is his work in general, has been as much lauded, you know, Oscars, Palm d'Or, and Cannes, as it has been lambasted. Brackets, reviews of Sicko in the US have been largely merciless. Yeah. Oh, really? I've read heaps of reviews of that, and they've all been raised. I haven't read a single bad review of it, in fact. So what's going on? So I get onto Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is that uh, website that uh, they have, you know, it's all the reviews. It says how rotten are the reviews. Yeah. And it gives you a percentage rating of uh, good reviews. Yeah. Sicko, Michael Moore's film, 91% good. So what's going on? I think on? the highest ever recorded is 96% good reviews. For the Wizard of Spin. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's going on? And the other four were just insane. <laughs> so 91% good reviews. Liza Powers declaring that to be lambasted, largely merciless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, just wrong, isn't it? Well, I think so. Is this part of the anti-Michael Moore backlash? People are just sick of him showing up at places and being uh, <laughs> receptionists. Who's part of the backlash? I don't know. I think the age are leading the charge, really. Mm-hmm. I'll take it up with him when I see him. Michael Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we have to go for brush. I don't know if that's really a what have you Is that what have you found? So it can be something you've found in a newspaper, something you've found on the internet, and it's something that you just found in the street. And yes. What have you found, Richard Marsland? I went to the video store uh, <laughs> last week. <laughs> of course you did. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Dave behind the counter, uh, his friend is Nims, who calls in all the time, thinks they're not you, Ed, because you are a video store employee made good. You're an aspirational figure. It's you and Quentin Tarantino. Oh, gosh, that's, that's Dave. You don't want any part of my life, dude. And, and, and not saying that it's not, you know, it's great work if you can no, do it. But he, no, no, it's great work. No. looking for a higher sort of... Dave, I was eating a pear on the weekend, <laughs> and I was halfway through it, and it fell in between the cushions on the couch. Oh. I picked it up, brushed it off, and kept eating it. <laughs> this is not a life you want. <laughs> <laughs> the crunchiest pear I've ever had. <laughs> um, but I failed to point this out to him, and that is because I was looking through the family section of the DVDs, in short circuit, the video short circuit, the DVD release, as a matter of fact. If you look on the back, it's got a whole bunch of photos from the film. You know, number five is still alive. And mm. who's the actor? Fisher, someone. Fisher Stevens. Fisher, Fisher Stevens. Turbining up for those films. <laughs> At the same time, dating Michelle Pfeiffer. Wow. Yeah, very odd. Wow. And so lots of action shots from the film, including uh, one of the photos is a still from the film shortcuts. <laughs> so clearly what they've done, wherever they've made the DVD, is just type in <laughs> keyword short. And they've got a picture of Anne Archer in her clown outfit being talked to by Tim Robbins on the side of the road. This is why they didn't have anything from short bus. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> could have been even worse. Hey, Ken, number five is certainly alive today. In fact, it's flexible. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. Okay, I like stuff like that. Yeah. Right, here's one for you. The spine of the DVD of the Australian documentary, The Wonderful World of Dogs. They just decided the word world doesn't need to be in there. Say the wonderful of dogs. <laughs> That's right here. Go to the video shop. The wonderful of dogs. All right. All right. Get any more? We've lo- lo- the bar is so low. Hello. It's actually approaching the core of the earth. <laughs> Call us now and tell us what have you found. One triple three five three. Oh, look, that would be Edwin Collins, ex of Orange Juice, a girl like you. Here, get this on Triple M today. We are simply playing. What have you found? Who's found something, Ed? Hello there, Sam. Oh, good day, mate. How you going? Excellent. Uh, what would you find? Uh, I just found a firefighter's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a McDougal or something like that on the back of it, and it's like, it says station officer on it, and like New South Wales fire brigades on it and everything. It's sick. So, Sam, you could go and either fight fires or strip now, which is good news. <laughs> Oh, I can do both. Yeah. <laughs> Simultaneously. You're an yep. Sam. What are you, you going to do with it? Um, use it for stripping and fighting crime. And fighting crime. There's a nude man in a helmet. Then they're going to trust him or the mugger. <laughs> All right, well, Officer McDougal, if you're ready for a drunken incident by the side of the road that left you hatless, Call now before your uniform is misused <laughs> in one of several possible ways. Good on you, Sam. What other things have people found out there, Ed? Good day, Pete. How are you? Good, thanks. Hi, yourself. Yeah, really good, man. What have you, what have you found? 
I found uh, in the uh, Cooks River, I found uh, six supermarket bags full of blocks of hash <laughs> yeah. and, and two handguns. <laughs> Right, and uh, well, um, are you currently shooting up the place on the hash, or what have you done? Well, you don't shoot up hash, but yeah, no, no, it wasn't, and it actually turned out not to be very good hash, so we're up the back in the river with a handgun. Back in the river. Yeah. Yes, you've got to drive back, folks. Return it to the river. Nature's course, let it. From whence it came, I have icy waters, believe me. I too am haunted by waters. Okay, well, I don't know Sorry. why Peter got a bit wrecked stunt in here. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess that, um, you know, if you do find uh, bags of hash and guns, probably best not to mention it on the radio. No, he's done the right thing, though. He's tested the hash. It's yeah. not too good. Back, back in the goes. Yeah. 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 It's it's tucked in the river because it wasn't very good. So yeah, that's the right. Come on Have a go at it. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Pete. Has anyone found anything there? Hello, yeah. right, Kevin. How are you? How are you going, gentlemen? Yeah, very well. What have you found? Well, I'm not so much found, but just noticed. We're in a state of hotel in, the, in Melbourne on the weekend, and they're advertising the fact that they've got themselves a big screen TV. So the sign said, uh, watch footballer. On big screen TV, while you drinking? Maybe it's what footballer while you drinking? Because he'll punch you. Foot, if you're drinking and there's a football around, he's either going to try and drink your sunscreen, B expose his genitals around your face region, or C punch you in the face. They also had a on their in their lift. They had a sign, you know, in case of fire, do not use lift. In the stairwell, it had. In case of fire, don't you stare, so I'm not sure what you're supposed to do with a giant cockpit. Pull yourself from the window. Just wait for Sam, wait for the nude man in the helmet, he'll save you. Thank you, Kevin. Well done, sir. Hey, Chris is on the line. Chris, what have you found? Mate, uh, 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 in, when I was 12, yes. the, the, the whole bottom line was you'd go and do excursions on the local tip, yeah. Concord West in Sydney. Oh, yeah. So, so I found found a, a sort of cardboard cylinder mm. unbeknownst to me they were railway detonators yeah. so, so I rattled them and they shook and, and I tried to pry them open with a screwdriver and that didn't seem to work and I went up to my mother who was doing the washing up and a bit preoccupied and she said well they're painted red they're probably dangerous why don't you go and hit them with a hammer solid <laughs> <laughs> advice did you give it a crack I gave it a crack, mate, on an agricultural pipe. Mate, it took the hammer right over the top of the house. And how long? <laughs> how long did it take for the eyebrows to grow back? <laughs> well, I'm a pyrotechnician, so. Are you a pyrotechnician, Chris? Yeah. How are your flashbots? <laughs> oh, mate, now you're asking questions. Oh, <laughs> and do you think it was this incident that led you to that industry? Probably. Go and hit some explosives with a hammer, Simon. Get yourself a career. Thank you, Chris. Well done, well, mate. Well done. Well, we, we should hook him up with uh, Triple M's Marty Sheetold. Yeah. used to do flashbots for uh, the Halem yeah. and the Jovi. Yeah. Who else has found something yet? Hi, Paul. Hi, how are you going? Excellent. And what have you found, sir? Mine's um, more of a mistake. That's all right. Um, it's an old 80s movie called Space Hunter. Yes. Do you remember it? Space Hunter. I can't remember who was in it. No, it's pretty bad. Mm. But I remember watching it and then had to pause it to go to the bathroom and I paused it. And as I paused it, you could see in the background a car park when it landed on a um, planet. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> If the shot will be so quick, no one will spot it. No one will spot the coal struck on the surface of Venus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's a uh, pretty good sound to look out for. Well done, Paul. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't pause. I think if you go into the toilet, press stop. You know, give the VHS tape a rest. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think it? No, of course I'm No, right. sorry, we're very sensitive with our practices in here. Yeah. Any knocks in that movie? Um, no. There should be, because I wouldn't have hired it if there wasn't. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> you, on, you, you, want, you want to check the knock rating with the man behind the counter. Absolutely right. I think we've, have we got time for one more? No. No! All right, we do have time for a second hour in most states, however. And joining us from the Melbourne cage. Haven't had her in before. Bridget Duclos. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
you get JB in here and Parco, I know, I've been waiting and I'm trying to be on the I'm a tip of bucket on the bridge. Yeah, this is your chance. Hey, what's going on in Melbourne? There's some uh, very odd posters going up around town for your show. Are you going to have to talk about them or is that a secret? I'm going to have to talk about them. I think they went to where actually last night, our new page out oh, in Melbourne. You know, somebody uh, in the Eddie Murphy song, Eddie oh, Professor yeah. suit, is that JB? Glenn Fraser is an ugly man. But when you put a bit of weight on him and a red nose, he's even Under Ed's nose in front of his family. <laughs> 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 
later, but just so he knows that I really am sick and can't play. It, it looks, it, it looks like, like a half-eaten party. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a nice way. To <laughs> but yeah. what about Ed? That's what I love about him. I said to the girls, because he turned up the week before I was there, and I said, and I said, what's he, what, what's he like? He said, tell me And they said to me, well, he has a habit of managing his area. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He said he had his hands down his pants the whole way through the coaching. Right, is this a motivational theory? <laughs> What's that about? I know we're old, Ed, but we're not that old. We don't need that inspiration. That's true. <laughs> it's a habit I have. Because yeah. once I've chewed all my nails off, I've got nothing else to do. Is it a sort of situation of moving left to right, right to left, or what is it's it? It's just sort of general. You still there? Good. Still there? Good. How do you become a co- like? Don't you have to be really good at basketball? I used to be really good at basketball. Mm-hmm. I got drafted in because I was tall, Bridge. Tall. Yeah. They made me play. Mm-hmm. Made my much my own chagrin. But I learned. But I can't. I'm I'm quite a good player. But I, I'm I'm quite a, I'm quite a good. He's player. a very firm coach. Okay. Yeah, firm in a lot of ways. But it's particularly <laughs> firm when he coaches because yeah. he won't let you do. You make a mistake. You don't do it again under Ed. Yeah, you get dragged off. You do. You get dressed down. But you still, yeah, you still have the essential ball handling skills. Oh, clearly. Some would say too good in the ball handling. Yeah. 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 The, the, the thing is, you've got to realise though. Yeah. All right, we've, we, we've all been married for years, okay? We've all got about eight children between us, so we haven't had sex for a long time. The thing is, Ed, we don't need you cutting in our managing your area. All right. Going for a bit of this hot milk action. Yeah. Is that what you're up to? There's some pretty hot ladies in the And it is Cougar City. Let me tell you, there's not a kitten anywhere to be seen. But you on this. Look, I, 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 yeah, that's fair enough. I could probably work on that. But there's like kids hanging off every leg, dragging the lips. Left and right, kids going asking me, Ed, can I have a juice box? I don't know what that is. And original sandwiches. How has the, the you know the skills and the stats improved well, since the Cavalier technique was introduced? As much as I hate to um, admit it, this uh, this ball handling technique has inspired the team to two wins out of two. We're on a we're on a hot streak of two victories. Although I was absent for the first victory, yes. but uh, we won last week. We're, we're since my arrival, we're two victories and and four losses. <laughs> That's under Ed's instruction. So I'd like to give him a big congratulations. Thank you very much, Bridget, and I'll try and keep my hand off it. More in a moment. I'll get this. Thank you very much, Green Day with John Lennon here at this, and I just stayed doing that side in a touch at once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Things are back to normal. Here at this one. Bridget declines. Is sitting in now, Bridget. You were uh, the the cause of some controversy recently in Melbourne. I understand when there was a nude rum. But uh, look, fine. Uh, no, um, I know you probably think it's talking about. I've got a very bad habit of um, <laughs> opening my mouth without thinking, which uh, is very yeah. after working on the radio for so many years. Okay. I've got this terrible problem. I can't help it. It's like a disease mm. where I just say stupid things that I make bets with people, yeah. and then people make me do them. Mm. <laughs> that will happen. Yeah, it will happen. So sadly, that was the one I said I'd run mm. down, um, down the Melbourne's uh, main, main little back there. So but you know, that's right. I mean, it's illegal. No. You, if you really did it, you would be arrested. I, I would be. There's a lot of reasons why I'd be arrested. But, I'm <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did manage. I was nude under a box. Yeah. I had a, a very nice fitting box. But I have done nude work. Or Triple M. I really? think that I'm not a nude type. Mm-hmm. But Triple M, when was that? I did, uh, when there was a terrible drought a few years ago, not quite as bad as this one, probably a few years ago, I wanted to bring in the rain. Yeah. And I uh, conducted a nude rain dam. Where? Uh, it was in a tent. Well, it was in like a, um, it had sort of like a tent with no fruit. Oh. So it was sort of a barrier. And there were 100 women, that's what it was, 100 Triple M listeners, who all turned up. And we all got nude, and we went round the thing, going, <laughs> but the funny thing was, I had fucked for it. I had been on a diet. I had been yeah. whacked within an inch of my life. I'd been tanned. You know, I've never looked better. I got into that tent, and everyone was kind of looking at people's feet. That's you know, straight away. Yeah. And I realised, no matter how much work I'd put into myself, I couldn't look as good as the women with the big bosoms. Yeah. And that's when I realised big bosoms are the key. They're real womanly. It often says that, really often. This is what I've been saying, people. This is what I've been saying. And uh, how much rainfall? What was the, how many millimetres did you uh, well, what was gender? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, it was really funny because when we did it, there was, like, it was a really grey day. Yeah, oh, here we go. I thought, this is just perfect. And, and uh, as we were doing it, I sort of, sort of felt what felt like one little shot. <laughs> I realised that came off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and there was absolutely 
because it just gives you pleasure to the max. Ribs not too bad, but if you've got game and you know what you're doing, you can get away with it. Be more like a sponsorship. So Jurex was sponsoring me to do what I love, and I love women. I don't, we don't know how he's going. Obviously, he's had a few days. He's had a head start. Uh, but we're hoping all of the statistics, given that this is a scientific experiment, will be printed on the Jurex website. <laughs> <laughs> do they send him out with the condoms and say, you find the women? Like, is it up to him to use them? Or do they provide the... I think they're just like moths to a flame. They're just drawn to yachting. So yachting's pretty, apparently. Pretty. What he's doing is he's pointing at his own face. Pretty. Because there's nothing I like more than when I'm out and the boy comes up to me and says, I'm pretty. And just gestures to their own dial. But we need them, you know, because the punters are always looking for the surefire production tips. Any that you've heard of here? The karaoke. Uh, Rand brought this up before, but I had forgotten about its power. Uh, but I've got some friends that are here from Brisbane at the moment, mm. and they have been here for five nights, and they've been to karaoke every single night. Why? Yeah. That's their go. Why? <laughs> because they, they feel it deep inside that they've got things that they want to get out, and the only way to get it out is in the three or four students that don't want them to sing anymore. <laughs> what songs do they go for? Well, a friend of mine, Luke, did I Want Love by Elton John. Uh, the other day, and it, it, it went down pretty well. Really? Well, not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeless at seduction, only because I've got this <laughs> terrible habit last time I did it of um, going into police mode. I, I, I like to ask lots of questions. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? How many buttons do you And I think it's sort of they immediately think I want to cover cops. in their story. You're asking for fingerprints in a DNA sample. How do we end up? The ink pads that turn off every time. But I'm, I'm just not good at doing it. Oh, yeah. I hate uh, vines when I'm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this thing, you, you don't have like, um, you know, you can't big note yourself. No. No, yeah, you want them to think you're good, though, at the same time. see those posters of me for the <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't sort of go, yeah, that's right, I was the voice of Bajar. <laughs> it's not really <laughs> opening doors. Yeah. On the other hand, we are in the presence of Richard Martin. Oh, Rich, you know what you're doing. And he used to host a sex show on the radio with Dixie Bardot. Baby, yeah. Bring up any obscure sort of sexual position or technique, Turkish grip, reverse cowgirl. He'll bring out... A diagram. Are you yeah. good at it, Rich, because of that sex show? You would be. No, yeah. I learned a couple of things here and there. Oh. You put them to practice? You've managed to glean. Uh, well, I, I know how to talk to women a little bit better. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm noticing that. I'm turned on to talking to them. So it's working. Yeah, but everyone should do a sex show at least once in their media career if you can. So what's a good seduction like? It's a good way to oh, you, you, know you know what's really good is uh, changing someone's tire. Like oh. if, someone, if, a, if a lady can't actually change her own tire. Um, what I, you just do it yourself. You get the jack out, loosen the wheel nuts, jack up the car, get a snow tire out. It's worth even just stabbing someone's tire. So, <laughs> it's 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 so just so you can change it later. I wonder why they're here. See, that's good. As long as you don't mention their spare tire, it's fine. Yeah. I find yeah. that to work as well. <laughs> it shows you're physical, you're good with your hands, oh. you carry on some sort of sprightly conversation. Yeah, what are you talking about while it's happening? Uh, please put the handbrake on for starters. <laughs> Pretty good start. Yeah, I think that's way too. Uh, that's too obvious. I think I'll so. Change your tone. That's just a little bit too sort of. You know, yeah, but it, it, you're even it, more subtle, Rich. I think. But if, if a damsel is in distress, and, no. and she has a, a flat tire. Damsel, yeah. What kind of man would I be to refuse such a request? Uh, <laughs> it'd be hard when you're in a pub and you've got me and you can't see a car anywhere. Then what's your next move? <laughs> you have to ask her what a car is. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to go away and come back and go. I think you've got a flat tire. There's even a bit of stalking involved. Yeah, there is. All right, maybe the list. <laughs> Maybe they can drag us out of this hole. Call us with your surefire seduction techniques. One triple three five three. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? 
good. My father had the best seduction tip. Um, he saw my mother at a dance and he got his mate to go up and act really drunk, start hassling her. So he went in as the, the gentleman and said, is this man bothering you? That's and he said, yes, he is. And look, I'll get rid of him. And he said, look, you're going to have to leave. You stop hassling this lady. So he escorted him out of the dance. Went up to my mum and said, are you all right? Is everything okay? I hope he won't come back. And, and yeah, and they're married and have been married for, for 40 years. And what did your mum say when she found out she was the victim of a roost? Well, she thought it was quite funny because he, my father said, bring your, mate, bring your best girlfriend because I want to set him up with my aunt, set her up with my mate. And they turned up at the restaurant, and Mum said to Dad, "What's this asshole doing here?" <laughs> and then they turned around and said, "Look, we've got a confession to make." And my father's best mate ended up marrying my mother's girlfriend. Wow! So, well, it went well. So yeah. they both ended up with wives. So you can remind, you can seriously recommend a drunken behaviour. Drunken behaviour and a um, smooth gentleman coming in to save the lady. I've got a rich. I'm a drunk, right, but stabbing tired. Yeah. And then you come in and change the tire. That's a beautiful, a wonderful story, Kimberly. Thank you, Kimberly. And a surefire technique. Can we go better, though? Hello, Brian. How are you? Not too bad, guys. How are you? You're excellent, sir. Your surefire production technique is. Mate, at the right time, in the right place, nothing beats a good old master. On the tram on the way into work. Maybe not so, maybe not so. Any specific kind of massage? Oh, mate, the foot massage goes a long way. The foot massage. Start with the toes, just move up the body. Ooh, exactly right, Brad. You are a sneaky, bro. You are a sneaky man. I think I've met Brian. <laughs> wow. So the movies are right, so the old uh, foot massage speech in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It's to be true. And where has this technique got you, Brian? Oh, last two girlfriends at least. Really? At least? I must say, as a, as a woman, there is nothing like a massage. That is, a, that is an absolute surefire. There's no doubt about it. There's nothing better. Nothing better. If you gave me a chance, Bridge, I would massage you any day. Oh, right. Well, I think the uh, basketball team are probably looking for somebody. <laughs> Actually, we've we got need a case we need about too. Absolutely. All right, we do. Down your name. <laughs> Some hot cougar action coming your way. <laughs> Who's next? Hello, Yami. Hi. How you going? I'm good, thank you. Oh, oh man, I'm good. Talk us through your technique. Well, I work in a, um, in a, oh, behind the bar. Okay. I know yes. a couple of jobs. And my favourite's when there's functions on, mm-hmm. which usually involves a tab. So when you've got an unlimited supply of alcohol behind you, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty easy to pick up someone. I see what you're saying, Yanni. You wait till they get legless, uh, and then you move in? Change their legs, yes. There you go. That's the man behind the bar who should really be maintained in neutral referee-style <laughs> position. Using his coat. Absolutely, Yanni. That's terrible. <laughs> you have a form for the barman. Yeah, often I go to bars where there are barmen like Yanni. <laughs> and what about just the name Yanni? I mean, is that helping you? Yeah, actually, it's a great conversation starter. Yanni, have you ever been known, and be honest here, if someone's asked say for vodka and tonic, have you ever been known to give them a double shot without telling them? Yanni. What, what, what's a single shot? Oh.
Really? <laughs> See, I wouldn't like that one in case you ran into a knot. And two, it makes you hear a little bit greasy. No, it does. You know, it's not going to affect your appearance, but all kind of. This is the application. That's true. So tell me, Adam. Uh, yep. This is all since you've got, since you're at the house on the couch there for having the coffee, as you call it. But how do you in your initial approach? What happens in your initial approach? Oh, you know, you just got to be uh, a bit of a smooth talker. Mm-hmm. Oh, once you have a bit of a bit of a passion. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just need to rock around with this music behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I think the answer is the music.